0: Palmer Alert, Arnold Palmer Alert, who wants some Arnie Palmies? <laughs> Sweetie, this one is the Vaki right here. Swing continues and the cut line is going to break down this DFS slate. The only way we know how. A touch of fun, plenty of analysis and lots of winners come Sunday. Hello, Canada. Hello, USA. Hello, UK. Hello, Australia. Hello, Germany. Hello, Netherlands. Hola, Spain. Goodbye, Singapore. I figured you guys were not coming back. Inarguably... The greatest drink of all. Time. What are you doing? Get ready for Monday. I'm going to fill a super soaker full of lemonade. Carl's going to fill one with iced tea. And we're going to Arnold Palmer Lenny when he walks in. <laughs> Arnold Palmer Lenny. You're going to Arnold Palmer Lemon. Yeah, you see, Arnold Palmer was a golfer, and he made up this drink where it's not yes. a full glass of lemonade or a full glass of iced tea. Along with arguably the greatest golfer of all time, brings us to one super stacked PGA tournament. I'm Michael Cavallunas at Lunas on Twitter, on full tilt from last week, as I had a lineup go through 6 of 6, but why so angry? I simply said, that was my cash lineup, so in all, all in all, a great week, but oh, what could have been. Typically, I'm joined with my partner in crime, Zach Manafort, but this week he is overcome with his current studies. Zach is majoring in botany, and his goal to one day merge Poa, Bermuda, and Bentgrass Is now becoming more of a reality so we're going to jump into last week's good bad ugly and this was just an interesting tournament to say the least i'm well aware that plenty of lineups were just blowing up by the end of the first day and that many dfs players just threw up their hands and said okay on to the next one so let's start with the good tommy fleetwood sunjay m and the fate of fowler guys. You know, the Fowler just has mechanical issues at the moment, and I'm gonna fade him again this week, which I'll get into a little bit later. But those are my good calls, my bad, my build process. I feel that a lot of players went balanced and picked the right guys that worked out. I went stars and scrubs just to go contrarian. It wasn't something that worked out in my favor because if you just got one guy wrong. It really hurt your lineup build. I, everyone was kind of in the same boat. I just thought you could get some leverage to the field that way. And then last but not least, my ugly. I was just flat out wrong on John Hut and Neiman. They killed some lineups this past week. But again, play those cash lineups, guys. It really, really helps support that bankroll. Now, the cut line is here to bring you in-depth analysis of the Arnold Palmer Classic. And I'm going to do the best I can. Hey, coach, listen to this. English Bulldog, one testicle, $500. Wow, for that kind of money, you think you'd get two testicles. To make sure that you're <laughs> cashing big on Sunday. In addition, I'll bring in timely wax, greenside, send chops, and a putt that might drop in through your back door. And the cut line's going to do what it does best to make sure that you're cashing big on Sunday and getting six of six players through the cut line. Now, you need leverage... I know that on Wednesday night, I'm going to be on FanShare Sports. Even with my own personal ownership projections, I know that a second opinion is incredibly important. The guys I trust, FanShare Sports. So if you're not subscribed, there's an easy way to get this fixed. Go to Fansharesports.com, input the word cut line in the discount option, and you'll receive 20% off your membership. Ownership is not a leverage to be belittled. Bay Hill and the Arnold Palmer Classic is where PGA brings us next as the tour continues its march towards Augusta. Course history, scoring, bunkers, and water are many of the key attributes that we're looking at, but let's take an in-depth analysis and look at Bay Hill in particular. A par 72 course, 7,400 yards with long par 3s and Bermuda greens, Bay Hill has hosted the tournament since 1979, with Arnold Palmer himself renovating this course back in 2009. And the 2019 champion, Francesco Malinari, will be defending his title this week, and he really, really, really needs to get his game together in order for that defense to become a realization. Bay Hill Club and Lodge shouldn't play as difficult as Honda did last week, but golfers will still have their work cut out for them, as it ranks 9th in difficulty in 2019 and 15th the previous year in scoring relative to par. All the par threes are between 225 yards, and with the easiest still averaging a score over par, so watch out for those par threes. There's also four par fours measuring between 450 and 500 yards, all of which would play into the top seven of difficulty in scoring relative to par. Now, one would think that this course, being so long, would benefit bombers, but the issue is that there is so much water and plenty of bunkers that force golfers to make calculated shots off the tee. Accuracy will play a huge role in this course. Yes, the greens are enormous, but it's not about greens and regulation this week. It's about proximity, being as close to the pin as possible, and that helps a majority of your winners and top ten finishers. Looking at weather this week, DraftKings is gonna—you're gonna have to make some curious decisions and interesting choices. Thursday will grow increasingly windy as the afternoon tee times will deal with gusts up to 24 miles per hour. Yet a light rain is projected Thursday, so that's really gonna soften up the course in the AM. For those Friday tea time, it'll be interesting how this weather pans out. Make sure that you pay attention closer to lineup lock. So, looking at this week in particular, my key stats strokes gain ball striking, strokes gain off the tee, strokes gain on approach, greens and regulation gain, strokes gain par threes and 200 plus yards, and of course, DraftKings scoring. We have seen scoring play a predominant role here. I am going to look at DraftKings scores. Guys are going to bogey here, but guys are also going to have the opportunity to birdie, score, eagle. It's going to be a fun week. These two putts from victory. Only needs one. Ooh, got a member's bounce there, boys. That's birdie all day long. So this takes us to our birdie or better segment, where I'm going to break down this DraftKings range from 11,000 down to 7,000. And this field is not as loaded as we saw before the Honda Classic, but still has plenty of options. And we're going to start with this 11 to 10K range. This includes Rory McIlroy, Tommy Fleetwood, Hideki Matsuyama, Bryson DeChambeau, and Xander Shoffley. I'm going to say this. I don't think there is a fadeable option in this 11 to 10K range, depending on what you're going to value. First of all, let's look at it metrically. All right, if I were to rank these golfers, I would go Rory number one, Deke number two, xander number three number four would be dechambeau and number five would be tommy fleetwood and and, and that's just simply based on metrics and my own overall ranking my aggregate ranking and, the, and 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 just the weighted ranking so there's a lot to take in there now course history you look at these guys none of these players have missed a cut at this course with the exception of xander who's never played here but rory won in 2018 okay bryson at the top 10 in 2016 and, of course, Tommy Fleetwood at number three last year in 10th place in 2017. And, of course, DeChambeau second place in 2018. So there's a lot of options here to look at. Now, ownership-wise, the lowest option, in my opinion, is going to be Rory McIlroy simply because he's 11800 It's hard to build lineups when your top guy is taking that much salary. And I don't think we've seen a player reach that high of a salary yet this season. Now, A lot of people are going to go with Bryson DeChambeau and how well he's been playing. So in this range, I think he's going to be the chalk donkey. If he's above 20%, I would say fade him as well in GPPs just because you're going to be looking at guys that, why play the chalk when these golfers all have the same opportunity to win? Lastly, looking at Decky, Decky would be not necessarily a sleeper, but my low-owned sleeper would be Xander. Xander and Decky, these two players I think are going to go low-owned as well as most guys are going to go to Tommy Fleetwood and Bryson DeChambeau. So, moving on to the 9K range, Sanjay M. I'm going to go back to him. I know that he won last week, and I know that we don't typically play the winner on back-to-backs, but we've seen this before. We've seen golfers win in the past, and the fact is that Sanjay did it right. He dominated that tournament tee-to-green in approach, and it wasn't his putting game that carried him to the tournament win. It was his overall golf game. I'm going to anticipate that this continues this week. In terms of FanShare Sports course suitability rank, he ranks 6th overall in the field, 2nd in my aggregate rank, and 4th in my weighted rank. So these are all key stats that I'm really going to look at this week. Now he finished 3rd last year at the API, so he does have some great solid course history. And the guy's been on fire, 29th at the WGC Mexico, and then 1st of course last week at the Honda Sunjay M is in play. I think a lot of people are going to go with the whole concept and ideology that you don't play the winner from last week. I think in this spot, it's a dumb idea. Play him. He could easily top five at 9,500. It'll pay off his salary. And of course, in the last 50 rounds, he ranks seventh overall in DraftKings scoring. The other guys I'm going to go to, Jason Day and Justin Rose. And the reason I'm going here is that I think they're going to be lower owned based on just public sentiment of these players and this 9k range really doesn't have a lot of options to create unique lineups in terms of getting solid golfers one through six and that's why it's gpp only but jason day and justin rose most definitely fit that bill jason day currently ranks 32nd in my overall model and he always is injury prone so you do have to worry about that but the one thing i like about day here he's ninth in my putting ranking on bermuda and off the tee he's 19th in my ranker in intangibles ranking i have a birdie or better percentage grade he ranks ninth overall there as well so he's hitting all those marks last thing i like he missed the cut last year his game was off so far this year it's been a different story we haven't seen him dominate necessarily with a win but he did have one cut at the genesis but then a fourth place at the at&t pebble beach pro-am and a 16th at the farmers so jason day could most definitely be a value play this week at 9100 in terms of ownership leverage Justin Rhodes is my last play. I have a feeling, though, this isn't going to be the ownership leverage I'm hoping for. I have a feeling that touts are going to be talking about Rose like crazy because this 9K range really doesn't have a lot of golfers that you really want to play. Patrick Reed doesn't really have a course fit. Adam Scott, probably going to be chalky. Um, and Adam Scott, strictly, just don't know what you're going to get with him, of course, out the putter. So, Justin Rhodes is going to be popular, former number one in the world golfer. He's shown great form, especially overseas. And... It's something positive that we've been waiting for and looking for for Justin Rose. Now, in the PGA Tour, tour side of things, miscut at the Farmers, 56th at the Genesis, and a uh, miscut at the Honda. So, looking at his course history, though, miscut in 2014, 9th, 13th, 3rd, and 63rd in 2019 with an average finishing position of 22. I think Justin Rose is a solid play. Going down to that 8K range, a few that I'm going to mention are Tony Finau, Henrik Stenson, and Bubba Watson. I think these guys fit the course well, all right? Specifically looking at Finau. Finau came out of the gates guns a The American Express, 14th. Farmers, 6th. At the West Waste Management Phoenix Open, second. Of course, he can't finish on Sunday, but he did make the cut at the Genesis with the 51st place. The guy is playing incredible golf right now. Four of four straight cuts with an average finishing position of 18th. You look at his course history, he hasn't played here since 2017. So people are going to look at him and say, "Uh, I don't know if he's really ready for this year's tournament. But missed the cut in 2015, 43rd in 2016, 28th in 2017. Finau so far this year in the last 50 rounds, six in strokes gained tee to green. It's a stat I love and that I'm going to utilize this week in order to pick my golfers. Just below him, Henrik Stenson. All right, so uh, going along with Finau, around the green, he's ranked 7th in the field, but 22nd in DraftKings scoring and 15th in approach. All things that I am considering in my weighted model. Henrik Stenson on the other hand, 8,800. He's a guy who I have not seen so far this year on PGA Tour, but his course history here is impeccable. He has an average finishing position of 6th place, with his worst being a miscut in 2017, but 2014, 5th, 2015, 2nd, 2016, 3rd, 2018, 4th, 2019, 17th. This is a guy who's going to be chalky just because of his popularity, but he's going to pop in everyone's models. You do have to worry about the putter on Bermuda, But putting here does not factor in as large as approach and accuracy. And as we know, Stenson's game is all about accuracy. The last guy I want to mention, it's most definitely a GPP play, and it's nothing against Bunyan, Leishman, Fitzpatrick, Morikawa, anything like that. It's Bubba Watson. Now, Bubba Watson in my weighted model ranks 24th. My overall model ranks 23rd. Never a great putter on Bermuda, but the point is, he's in pretty solid form. Making two or three cuts on PJ so far this year. So he sixth place at the Farmers, third at the Waste Management, missed the Genesis. Okay, so that's two or three cuts. But at the, at, the, at the WGC Mexico, he finished in 18th. So he's got an average finishing position so far and made cut events of fifth place. Now, his course history here is mixed. Missed the cut in 2014, 34th in 2017, 66th in 2018, and 17th last year. Now at 8,300, if we can get Bubba Watson in the top 20, top 15, top 10, playing in pretty good form, I like the play. I think Bubba is an option here for anyone looking to kind of go away from the field and away from Morikawa and away from Benny Ahn and Stenson and Fina. So Bubba Watson. Now other key stats I like, Bubba Watson, 6th. Off the tee, always solid off the tee, but 26 in the last 50 rounds in ball striking. So Bubba Watson is in play for me this week. Going on to that 7K range, this is where I think your lineups are going to be made for you to have success. It's real simple. The guys I like, short order, short list, if I can get there, Kisner, Scotty Scheffler, RCB, Ryan Moore, Molinari, Griot, and Gooch. Now, a lot of these guys are not necessarily in the best form. Example, Francesco Marlin- Molinari, but the guy won here last year. All right, has great course history, and I understand that a lot of people are gonna look at his recent form since Augusta last year when Tiger just dropped the ball on him and say, no, I want no pieces. But the fact is, since 2014, has not missed a cut here and is an average finishing position of 11. If ownership comes out on Wednesday and he is a leverage play, he's going to make my three max lineups, he's going to make my some single entry lineups, he's going to make my MME GBP lineups. Alright. Next guy I want to mention is RCB. He kind of fits that bill of someone that I don't think people are going to necessarily be honing in on. When we look at like models on Fantasy National and everything like that, he doesn't necessarily pop. But what I like about him is that my aggregate model, he ranks in the top 35. RCB is a scorer here. He has only one place, uh, one appearance here, and it's last year where he finished in third. But I do like his recent form at the WGC Mexico, 16th, and at the Genesis before that, 17th. So he has shown some grit here. Um, he did miss the cut at the ATV, AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, but I don't take much stock into that being a Pro-Am and how it's a different st- style of golf for some of these guys. So I currently have him projected for about 85 points. Um, he has an implied projection of 65 points, so almost uh, like getting great solid value there. I think RCB is a solid option. A guy who is going to be popular, he's going to be talked about, is Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler is going to be talked about by most touts, so you, you know, you're know you going to have to eat that ownership if you do want to play him. But the fact is, he's been playing solid. But the key stat for me for Scotty Scheffler, at 7,700. In the last 50 rounds, he's 5th in the field in DraftKings scoring fifth in the field in strokes gains off the tee 13th in ball striking 14th in strokes tee to green. He really fits this tournament very well. So other guys I mentioned like Ryan Moore, Griot and Gooch. These guys are just kind of position plays, number plays that I think are going to be solid, but this whole seven K range is loaded with solid plays from Scott Piercy to Jason Kokrak, who I'm not going to play because of PXG, but still Russell Knox, um, the list goes on and on chucky three sticks took the took the tournament off last week so he should be fresh and healthy um looking at recent form though you know you got to weigh ownership guys like russell knox are going to be low owned because of the three straight missed cuts that he has um but you got to remember at the beginning of the year he was on fire with 32nd 37th 21st and 16th so something's got to give at some point in terms of course history Molinari at the 7K range. I don't know how you fade it. Griot, another course history course uh, horse, 26th, 7th, and 17 in that 2018 to 2016 date range. But of course, missing four straight cuts. But you never know when Griot just going to turn it on in top 10 tournament. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. 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 How no. Can't do it. So this brings us to the cut line signature segment, can't do it, won't do it. We're going to analyze golfers that I believe are going to be 10% higher owned that you need to fade and not play. So my first can't do it is going to be a sewer prize and it's absolutely shocking, but this is mainly an ownership leverage play and that goes to Colin Morikawa at 8,400. I think he's going to come in this week at over twenty some percent, and if that's the case at 8,400, I'd rather go somewhere else in a GPP. I'll pay up for 8,700 for On. I'll pay down for Bubba Watson. I'll go to Victor Hovland. I'll go to Billy Horschel. I'll go to anyone in this price range that's not Colin Morikawa. Now, in terms of a cash play, go ahead, play him, play him like crazy. But in a GPP, if he's going to be that highly owned, get leverage to the field. You never know when a player is going to miss the cut. You just, you just don't. And this is prime opportunity for Morikawa to to mess up. Now, the one time he's been here, 64th place finish, so it's not like he's dominated. So if you fade him at 8,400 and he finishes in 64th place, that's a win for you. Of course, his recent form solid. 4-4 made cuts and, of course, a 42nd finish at the WGC Mexico. So in the cut events, he's got an average finishing position of 23rd, all going for him. But... The one thing I don't like is overall rank 16th, but his aggregate rank for me is 36th. That's kind of a red flag. That's such a big discrepancy. So Colin Morikawa can't do it. Next one talked about him earlier. Ricky Fowler, new swing, new mechanics. It's not working right now. I'm going to play wait and see. I think a lot of people are going to say, hey, let's go with Ricky Fowler. Eventually he's going to pop. I just can't do it. I'm not on board with that. The course history is there. He's got four or five made cuts and an average finishing position of 24th place. But just his recent form has been atrocious. And in a course that he usually dominates at the Honda, he looked flat out bad. He's trying to get his swing in order for the majors. I get that. Ricky Fowler's trying to be competitive. But Ricky Fowler, uh uh-uh, can't do it. Last guy I'm going to mention, who I think is going to be above 10% ownership, is Brooks Kepka. A lot of guys are going to see that price at 9200 and they're going to go, I'm all in. And I get it. Brooks Kepka, he's totally a pivot from last week. He was kind of popular, but he let everyone down. He doesn't look the same and is, is looking really, really, really just different with that knee injury. I think he's holding things back. Missed cut at the Honda, 43rd at the Genesis. If you look at his course history here, 2016. He did not play, but in 2014, 26th, miscut in 2015, miscut in 2017, miscut in 2019, and of course, he didn't play in 2018 and 2016. He's got an average finishing position of when he made the cut of 26th place. I'm not a fan of Kepka. I just, I don't want pieces of him here. If he burns me, he burns me. So those are the, can't do it. I'm going to fade those three. Morikawa is an ownership play. Now if Morikawa comes in on Wednesday at lower than 15%, yes, he's coming back into my GPP plays, but once he's above 20, no thank you. <laughs> Martin Pillar. He is a monster. He is a monster. Miscut, miscut. Martin Pillar. I guarantee he will make the cut. Martin Pillar, miss cut, miss cut. I guarantee he will make the cut. Martin Pillar, <laughs> a monster. I guarantee he will make the cut. So this brings us to our MG Monsters and Guarantee, where I'm going to look at this 6K range and give you a monster, a player that I think is going to finish in the top 25, and a guarantee players that are going to make the cut since i can't get competitive with zach him not being here i'm just going to get exclusive and give you guys in this 6k range that i think are going to be solid plays we're going to work on 6900 on down And it's going to start with Corey Connors at 6900 So Connors, in terms of my model, ranks 10th overall, 25th in my aggregate model, 14th in my weighted model. Of course, this is on limited sample sizes. The one thing I like about Connors, he's solid off the tee, and he's solid in approach. He fits this course mold in terms of that regard. But in 2019, missed the cut. His recent form, suspect at best missed the cut at the Honda, missed the cut at the Genesis. The WGC Mexico placed 50th. So people are going to look at these rankings and say no thank you, no Corey Connors, but we know that Corey Connors has tons of intangibles that comes with this game. I'm going to go with Corey Connors. I'm going to have a little bit of him. You don't need a lot to be overweight, so Corey Connors is my first play in this 6k range. Moving on down to the 6,700s, we're going to go to Adam Long. Adam Long ranks 41st in my aggregate model, but 17th in my weighted model. Again, not the strongest putter on Bermuda, but we're looking at a decent approach game and a decent middle of the range off the tee. Thing I like, top 10 did last year at the API, finished in 10th place. His average place in his made cuts is 8th. So we're looking at, oh, I'm sorry, it's a little bit higher than that. He finished 27th at the Honda, but... He's going to be volatile. Miscut at the Sony. Miscut at the American Express. Then at the Waste management got ETH. Miscut at the at and Miscut at the Genesis. 27th at the Honda. I'll take a $6,700 Adam Long, Finished in the top 30. Next option at $6,600 is Killer Keith Mitchell. All right, 46th in my aggregate model. 31st in my weighted model. In terms of his course history, finished in 6th place here last year mitchell is an option when you look at him on my uh, fantasy national model he does not pop at all but the thing is mitchell here he just has again those intangibles here low ownership a guy who i know can top 20 top 25 top 10 we've seen it here before he's won at the honda uh, at and 2028 and came back with the api sixth place finish so he doesn't have the recent form that we're necessarily looking for for mitchell but he is an option all right the next guy is charlie hoffman charlie hoffman has a miscut in 2019 but then a 14th and a second place so his course history here is strong as well i do think hoffman's going to be popular recent form two missed cuts at the genesis and at the at&t pebble beach pro-am but then a 40th place at the waste management phoenix open and a ninth place at the farmers Charlie Hoffman is more than likely being in the 6k range not going to be like big chalk and he's not a huge DK scorer. I get that you really want that from your DraftKings scorers so someone like Denny McCarthy is an option in the 6,500 range again and then um, Harry Higgs but Harry Higgs is going to be popular Lanto, uh, Lanto Griffin is most definitely a guy who's going to pay off in this range at 6,800. Um, every time he's below 7,000, the guy just seems to smoke the ball so well. So Lanto Griffin is someone that I'm going to consider for sure in this range. Um, furthermore, in the 6,200 six, 6, range, if you really, 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 really want to reach, you're going to look at someone like Kevin Chapel. Not necessarily someone I recommend, but he has decent course history here with a seventh place finish in 2018, second in 2016, 14th in 2014, missed the cut in 2015, 49th in 2017, did not participate here last year. Recent form, suspect at best, but again, he is an option. So guys are going to go to Doc Redmond in the 6K range. They're going to go Kevin Tway's range. They're going to go Zhang's range. I doubt they're going to go with someone like Vijay Singh, but you never know if they're going to go that way. Uh, Hank Lebiota, Scott Harrington's gotten love. Patrick Harrington's gotten love here in this tournament before. So the 6K range has a lot of names, but not necessarily the guys I'll play. Um, I always have a soft spot for Graham McDowell. i um, not quite sure if I'm going to get to him this tournament in particular, but again, recent form guy, suspect at best. But when you look at his API, 10th and 2014th, followed by two miscuts. 28th, 22nd, and 54th. Oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones, and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. Oh, I think I love him. So that's it. It's over. It's all over. And that's the cut lines breakdown of the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Join us next week as we break down the fifth major, the players, at the Players Stadium course. Whew, that's going to be a fun one. want to thank you, the listener, for spending time with me this week. And go for that green, boys. Get that money come Sunday. Go and get them.